The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I mean, what the hell is going on? The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM. HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Welcome back. Ryan Kelly Morning After. It is the 9 o'clock hour here on TMA. Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Plowhawk with you. Uh, Ken Strode is out for a board meeting on some Hubbard uh, corporate financials. Jackson is in the uh, Horton Watkins studios. We are in our Michelob Ultra studios. You're welcome to participate in the program. Email in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Don't forget, Mother's Day is a week and a half away, and if you are looking for a perfect gift certificate that you can get in a matter of, oh, it's 9.02 right now, you can be done with shopping at 9.04. Go to MySoundStory.com and enter promo code TMASTL and get a gift certificate for Mom for Mother's Day, and you have Mom's story saved forever in a professional produced interview here at Hubbard Radio, or we can go to her, uh, or we can do it over Zoom. MySoundStory.com, promo code TMA, to get 15% off a Sound Story gift card for Mother's Day. Again, the promo code TMA. Whether I'm doing the interview, Doug's doing the interview, Jackson's doing the interview, it's all there for you at MySoundStory.com at MySoundStory for Mother's Day. It is our pleasure to welcome to the program. We were talking about the uh, the Jefferson City, Missouri sports gambling discussion, and to give some perspective from the St. Louis Blues, Steve Chapman uh, of the Blues is with us here on the program. Uh, Steve, good morning. Doug, I don't hear him. <laughs> Steve, good morning. Bernie. Good morning, guys. How are you? How are you, buddy? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm him. fine. He was locked in. Oh, uh, we were we were just talking about the article in the Post Dispatch on the uh, the gambling Missouri and uh, and what is going on and and Bill with the third is quoted in that article uh, as to say that they might want to try to see if this this can get put on a, a statewide ballot and if it can get passed that way if it's not going to get out of the Senate. What is the uh, what is the perspective of the St. Louis Blues? Well, we're aligned, and I'm largely here to you know. Bill has graciously been the been the face and the voice of all of the sports teams, the coalition that we have working together to try to get sports gambling passed, and kind of wanted to just throw the Blues behind you know the, the talk. It's you know do, if we have to go to a public referendum, you talk about a whole lot of time, money, energy, and everything else wasted. And, and the reason why I say that. We strongly believe that we have the votes. The Senate, the let the House of Representatives has the votes to pass sports gambling in Missouri. It's being held up by outside interests that are talking about a subject that is only tangentially like connected to sports gambling, which is video lottery terminals. And really, I mean, what our what our hope is is that uh, is that we can just get the sports gambling bill to a vote without it being held up by by other issues and other topics. So, to to if you can uh, simplify it for the audience, because we were we were discussing the topic and then asking a lot of questions and said, well, we'll have to talk to Steve when he joins us to get his perspective on it. 
why, in your understanding, something that's certainly important to both the Blues and the Cardinals and then the, the franchises on the other side of the state as well, why is this being held up as it is? Because these there's two different bills out there, but they haven't moved since April 5th, and it's, and it's similar to my understanding, Steve, what took place last year with these, uh, these video gaming uh, councils being the issue for uh, holding up the the sports gambling so what is what is going on if you could simplify it for our audience well i'll try to and it's going to be challenging because to be honest with you it's a very on that and and i've learned more about video lottery terminals and especially within the state of missouri than i ever cared to but it's really an issue of um you know there's there's a gray machine issue where there's a there's a faction that believe that they have video lottery terminals that are not uh, illegal operating in the state of Missouri. There's another group that uh, that believes that they are illegal and would like to get them legalized. And so there's just this this back and forth between that faction and there's a group that wants to get video lottery terminals uh, approved in the state of Missouri. And and I'll be honest with you guys, the, the sports teams are are agnostic on this topic. It is a worthwhile discussion. There are points to be made all around it. Um, our problem is the fact that it's been voted upon in, in this past um, session in the Senate, and, and it was soundly defeated. And so we felt at that point time that it will be detached. You know, the efforts to attach video lottery terminals to the coattails of a sports gambling bill would be removed, but they're not. Um, you know, it just con- it continually comes up, and we cannot get sports gambling to a vote in in the state because of this issue. And so that's that's really our frustration is it's we don't have a position one way or the other on video video lottery terminals and whether or not they should or shouldn't. That's that's for other people to debate. Our issue is that we can't get a topic onto the you know, onto the floor to get a true vote. And meanwhile, millions of dollars are pouring over our state lines into Illinois, into Iowa, into Kansas now, into Arkansas, into Nebraska and soon into Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, we're approaching 40 states that have approved, you know, sports gambling, and it's it's just a very frustrating place to be in from a from a legislative standpoint. If this should pass at some point, how would the how would the Blues handle that? I know I know you stand to make some money off the advertising of it all, but is there another revenue source there to be had somewhere for the teams? No, and, and that's what's interesting about this. Yeah, like for all of us, you know, radio stations included, there's certainly advertising revenue from potential. Um, uh, sports gaming partners, right? Um, there's, there are things uh, that are called licenses. Sometimes they're called skins, things like that. Each team would like to be able to have one that we would be able to, to utilize with a partner. Uh, but at the end of the day, the, the teams or the radio stations or whoever it might be that would benefit from the advertising of sports gambling. And then let's also add, you know, the, the fan engagement. I mean, you know, the ability for, for, for fans to be able to, to participate, I mean, it just it just leads to increased engagement. The real money here, and this is what's what's frustrating about it. We're trying to make the state more money, <laughs> and you know our our portion of this. Uh, hey, we'll not deny it. There's definitely revenue to be made um, from this passing, but it's really a matter of just the money that we are losing every day that this bill doesn't get to the floor to be voted upon. Steve Chapman of the St. Louis Blues, our guest here. We're talking about the article we were discussing. In our 8 o'clock hour, you can read it in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about this uh, sports gambling legislation uh, frozen yet again in the Missouri State Senate. And uh, Cardinal uh, President Bill DeWitt III saying that there may be an initiative now to put this 
on a, a, a statewide ballot. Do you have, a, this is a two-part question here, uh, Steve, with regards to the future of this, there's only two weeks left in the legislature. Uh, what you are hearing uh, is most likely to happen. And then secondarily, any research that you have, we read a poll from St. Louis University that they conducted in, in February that indicated that it was unlikely to pass in a statewide ballot. So I was curious if you had any insight on either one of those two questions. Yeah, on on, on the second one, um, we have different information. I, and look, all of those polls, it depends on how you ask a question. Yeah. And and it's it always it's it, look it's impossible for me to tell you one way or the other. It's impossible for anybody really to tell you one way or the other. But we do know this. I mean, recently, you know, recreational marijuana has passed, and I I think people that look at this as a business opportunity for the state and understanding that we are you know one of now, I think about twelve states that do not have this type of legislation. Um, I, I believe I, I believe it's a winnable vote from a sense of getting the you know the state behind it, the citizens of the state behind it. You know, you ask what what are the chances of this passing? Unfortunately, as long as we continue to get bogged down in other topics, in the video lottery t- you know terminal topics and so on and so forth, we we don't see a path. That, that's why you know Bill said what he said. That's why. This has come to light. It's uh, it's a very frustrating process, and it just doesn't it, – it, it, it's really disheartening from a government standpoint. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it is uh, something that people uh, listening to this show, I think, are – are confused by even if they're not people who gamble. They're wondering why Missouri is is leaving these dollars, A, on the table, but B, allowing those dollars to go to other states. It is uh, it is a real source of consternation for a lot of sports fans, even if they're not interested in gambling. Steve Chapman, uh, the Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue and Marketing Officer for the St. Louis Blues, with us here discussing this topic. You can read the article at stltoday.com. The Blues and Cardinals, along with... Uh, the Royals and Chiefs united on this front, and uh, it is a story to keep an eye on because the legislature session closes here uh, in the next two weeks. Steve, thank you so much for the time this morning and giving us some insight into what is going on with this in Jefferson City. We really appreciate it. I sincerely appreciate it. Appreciate you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you. That's Steve Chapman of the St. Louis Blues giving us his perspective on the topic. Doug, what are your thoughts? Well, they're they're clearly frustrated that it hasn't uh, moved beyond where it is now and uh, doesn't he didn't seem 100% sure that it was going to happen anytime right, soon right yeah, yeah. I, I i can't help but think that sooner or later they'll get there but you know i i'm sure that the the teams want it like now not 10 years down the road oh absolutely especially when again it's it's essentially all around the state of missouri uh, and as he made reference to, Oklahoma's is coming up next. So the vast majority of the border states, Missouri has a number of them, the vast majority of the border states, uh, it is available. And so St. Louisans go to Illinois and Kansas Cityans go to Kansas. And that's the way that it goes. And this is basically the betting all done by computer, right? It's just that you can't have a computer in Missouri to place your bet. That's how it works, right? So you can go across the river, and, and there are plenty of people who do this, and they sign up. They go to a parking lot in a gas station uh, where the geo-tracking, uh, of course, says that they are in the state of Illinois. They've already created an account at one of the casinos, and then they place their bets, and then they drive back across the river and watch the games. Yeah. 
<laughs> Seems kind of silly. I, I've done it. You've done it? Yeah, a couple <laughs> times. But now I have a friend that lives over there, so uh, he just makes a bet for me, and I just... Between the bookie and that guy over there, I got options. But I really like to get somebody from legislation on, other than the slot machines, is there another reason why you're why they're against this? Or is that the only I, reason? I don't think so. I'm sure there's there's probably a small faction that just thinks it's morally wrong to be betting on sports. Well, there's, there's, but I, I, there is that. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, Doug. I want to read this text I got from from someone who certainly is credible. I don't know if uh, this person who is listing wants me to use their name or not, but uh, said the issue is that these video slot machines have incredibly powerful lobby that is very influential with the current state government leadership. So that's it. And, and I, yes, you are absolutely right. That is why I thought uh, that it wouldn't pass is because, and I'm not mocking it, I know some people will, I don't think that that's really a cool way to go about things, but to each their own, you know, everybody's got their own moral compass. Uh, for people in outstate Missouri where religion is a little more uh, prominent than it would be in uh, say St. Louis or Kansas City, um, and you know the the teachings of said religion or the gambling is evil and and so on and so forth, then that can factor in. But I, I my understanding on this is that that is not the reason why it's not getting done. My understanding is that it is this lobby. Uh, and my person has said no name, please. Uh, he says Steve Tilly is the lobbyist and he's very connected to the governor and many Senate leaders. So a lot of people are putting it on Hoskins, um, but uh, I, Steve Tilly is the name that I, uh, when I dig into this, is the name that uh, that keeps coming up. So uh, he is a lobbyist, and he is very connected to the governor and many Senate leaders. So there's no way of passing... And for the... the record, this is coming from a Republican, just in case anyone wants to trace Cox this morning. So there's oh. there's no way of passing a, a gambling bill and and still outlaw slot machines. Why I don't know, I don't know. Say, look, we want to pass the gambling bill, but until you guys can figure out to make this fair, because we think some people may be, I mean, they do it in all casinos. I mean, there's a certain time when it's going to hit. Um, but until you guys can come up with some evidence that a company that's going to make these things is legitimate and you can't fool with them. Um, we're gonna we're not gonna we're gonna outlaw these, but we're gonna pass this, the gambling bill. Man, you should see the gas stations at like five in the morning. What's going on, Plowock? Like there are people there just shoving twenties into the. Slot Why are they machines. there if they're against the law? Really? I don't know how. Again, I don't know the law, so I'm not gonna. I I just know that they're at gas stations and they are heavily used. I mean, heavily used. I went to, we used to do a remote. I don't think I've ever seen one at a gas station. I have I don't know if I go, I don't really go into gas stations all that often, to be real honest with you. I, I, I hope that doesn't come off as a brag or unrelatable. I just, I just pay and I go on about my day. So what, you go in there and you get some snick snacks, right? Yeah, I get snick snacks, get a Sometimes drink, you drop and... ass at that Huck's on Manchester, right? Yeah, well, oh. yeah, that one was a oh, dream. Was that Conoco snack. by you, right? <laughs> yeah, they have. Con- they have. I feel like they do, don't they? they? Oh, they, yeah, that, that's the one I typically go to, the Conoco right out there on Kings Highway. And right. there's some at the BP there right up on Kings Highway. Um, I don't know if it's a city-county thing either. Um, I, I don't know if I've seen many of them when I go, you know, to Webster, Crestwood. You know, if I go to South County, I don't see them. But in the city, you see them everywhere. Not in QTs, 
But you're talking, you know, the Conoco style, BP style gas station. You'll see them all over. Nice. It's wild. Saying oh. that uh, we used to do a remote uh, once a week from Top Shooters out in Columbia, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. fine waitresses there, let me tell you. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good crop. Shout out to Shannon Hood. Congratulations on your soon to coming up. Now, who is Shannon Hood? <laughs> I have no idea what's going she on. Used to work I'm enjoying there. it. She used to work out there. She was Doug Shannon Hood. Who would like to be who Shannon is this Hood? Hood? One of the talents. She was drop dead gorgeous and still is. Um, I think, now I think she manages talents. out there. But uh, she's getting married. Congratulations, Shannon. Um, <laughs> but you would go in there. And there will be lines to play the slot machines. Oh yeah, because they're legal. They're illegal in or illegal in Illinois, and you can't you couldn't get on it. There's like nine people waiting to play these things. They sit there all day and play these slot machines. He said, "This is the biggest money maker you've ever seen." I tell you what, though, out of all the times, I've only seen one actually like win. And I'm again, I'm only in there for two to five minutes at a time at max, depending. But some dude walked out of there with six, seven hundred bucks. The gas station just pays him. Yeah, they went bought lottery tickets and went home. Yeah. But- so uh, my uh, source here says uh, Steve Tilley, as I said, is the lobbyist, and he's very connected to the governor and many state Senate leaders. Uh, for the record, Steve Tilley uh, was the former Senate pro term. He was the uh, pro term. He was the leader of the Senate, uh, and now he's a lobbyist. And uh, when Parson uh, was also in the Senate, so. There you go. How do you get a lobbyist job? I'd like to get that. Uh, usually you lose your election or you get tired of the crap and then you go work on K Street. That's that's the way that it works in Washington, D.C. Uh, and then you can have state by state and you can hold up uh, state gambling because uh, you're friends with the governor and you had a powerful position in the uh, Missouri Senate. So that's fun. You have to have so there any, you go. Uh, that's it. There you go. You want to talk about how the uh, sausage is made? There it is. You have to be an ex- Tickle my balls, boy. Tickle my balls. You have to have experience to be a lobbyist? Uh, Doug? Well, if you talk a good game, I think that would that would be the you know, the overriding issue. Well, according to our listeners, I'd talk a hell of a game. <laughs> <laughs> Usually not true, but i talk. I don't know if it's well enough to be a lobbyist. <laughs> it is pretty sick, though, that, that people are lined up at 5 in the morning to play a slot machine in a gas station. I mean, that's pretty sad, isn't it? They've probably oh. been there since one. Oh, it's sad. When you walk in there, you definitely feel the vibe of, this is my last 20. Yeah. Uh, good morning. If you wait in line to play a slot machine at a gas station, your voting rights should be revoked. Thank you. It's from Mr. <laughs> Licks. Mr. Licks yeah. has always kind of been a man of the people, and so he's taking a... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't like to judge. Certainly do you. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's super popular, though. Uh, guys, video poker machines are in every gas station in Arnold minus QTs. Thanks. Okay. It's in 314. I didn't know oh, if it was a city, right. county thing. I didn't know. Like I said, don't spend too much time in the county gas station. So. Iggy, stay the F out of Columbia, whether it be top shooters or anywhere else. That's from Justin Duggan. He's in Columbia, and he is struck. Oh. He picks his spot. He's spots. been told to stay this out of the, town. According to text history, this is the first time he is struck in 2023. <laughs> well, that's the last time I went. I only went because of a remote. <laughs> Otherwise, I would never be in Columbia. Iggy, why is Shannon Hood keeping this bill from being passed? That's from KG in O-Town. I don't think she is. She's in <laughs> Illinois anyway. She can gamble all she wants. <laughs> Doug, who is this She's... Shannon Hood and why is she jerking? Oh, I'm sure half our audience has already looked her up on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. And you should. She's Why? She's a looker. Oh. Uh... Do you feel like you need to stay out of Columbia now that uh, that you've been told to get out of town? I haven't been there since the top shooters. I think me and Larry oh. Nickel went out there to 
shoot a Mick Ultra golf thing out of Columbia Country Club. <laughs> is that right? Is that where that was shot? That was I a great so. moment yeah. <laughs> with Larry with binoculars. <laughs> and he's laying on the ground, smoking a cigarette, passed out while I'm telling <laughs> to get the flag. But I think that was Columbia Country Club we went to. See, I don't get out there much. That's uh, Learn was no. born there, I think. Learn was born there? Well, she grew up there, I think, in Columbia. Haven't brought her up today. So. Well, we did actually. <laughs> I didn't, but Tim did about the. Fish. She was accusatory of you with the fish yesterday, and I said, "Your boy ain't here. Your boy ain't here." That's what I said. She uh, she warmed up fish in Brussels sprouts one afternoon. Oh, did she? Brussels Uh-oh. sprouts is the worst. You guys are turning on each other right here, right now. Oh no, I love her to death, but <laughs> oh no, she's warmed up fish. Turn back. Maybe it's different in the afternoon than the morning. I don't know. I've seen these uh, video machines in South County. There's an entire room of them at a gas station at 270 and 55. That's from Bobby Tay. Really? I'd like I, to know if they're I've illegal, how they're all over one. the place. Like each city can, I, I, each city can, okay, Arnold votes yes, we want them. I don't think that's the case. Man, that Conoco is just the Wild West. I love it. If I go to a gas station, it's almost always a, a QT or that type of convenience store i'm never in like the corner gas stations but i guess that's where they are huh? see that's the, where the you smaller... find the best swishers you'll find the best and cheapest snacks and the cheapest 40 ounce sodas oh i like that 40 ounce i like that so the corner gas station got a uh, any corner gas station wants to sponsor let me know i'll, I'll rep your rep your hood <laughs> for sure would you oh <laughs> uh, the is out to... he is available <laughs> <laughs> As many times as I've been to Vegas and Atlantic City, I think I count on one hand how many times I put money into a slot machine. Oof, I'm telling you. I could I unfortunately, do it. <laughs> I unfortunately uh, can can tell many a story of it. And uh, now it's not done sober. No, actually, sometimes it is. Because I've hit on video poker. Video P. That's all Dever plays. Video, video P. P. Oh, is that right? Video P. I mean, I, I, th- I feel like I think I've hit. Four deuces on Deuces Wild, which pays, I think, God, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I feel like I've gotten $2,000 out of that three different times. And so once you hit, you then assume you can hit way more often yeah. than real. It's like the Cardinals business model. Well, we had it happen in 2006 and 2011, so we'll just keep doing it. So that's, I. but then if I get a little booze in me, and we're coming back, and I'll be like, I'll meet you up in the room. I'm going to go play video poker, which has to just get Anna Marie going, oh, my God, so hot. Mm, let me get a shower ready. Oh, <laughs> my degenerate husband's drunk and going to go play video poker. Uh, so, yes, I have to say I will degen on video P, and it is as negative EV as it gets, especially if you're drunk and you're like, yeah, my boy Dever. Love him, has a ton of money, so I, this I never This is Sam Dever's him. poker brothel. Yeah, yeah. His brother, Matt. Um, he uh he would just put about <laughs> six, eight hundred in a video P machine, max bet it, and oh. all he's looking for is four of a kind. That's all that's, that's it. That's all. That's and, what he does. He and does and how it. and is it and this is a profitable mission? No, I've seen it happen. Because I'm going out there in a few weeks and uh maybe I'll just maybe I'll just follow is he is he in Las Vegas? Where are these guys? Oh, yeah, the if you They're want in Las yeah. Vegas? Oh, he, yeah. And I, I can was, watch the strategy be played out. Dude, he will walk in and just ball out. So I've seen him win twice. And what have you seen? And what does he it win? Was, and what does he play? Uh, what, what like size bet? Is it like a dollar or is it $5 no, no, no. and then he max bets it's it? The and so it's $25. $5 max bet 25. So he's betting 25. Okay, so then what happens? 
win three grand and twenty two hundred. But again, he's putting a thousand in at a time. So I've seen him put a thousand in and go bust and go bust in about five minutes. Ooh. That's what video P is. Oh. I mean, it's Ooh. it's a wide Ooh. delta there. Is that the porn? How is that yeah. fun? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sam Devers is Maddie Dreds. No, that's his brother. Sam is his brother. Oh. Yeah, Matty Dredd's a younger brother. Two years right. younger brother, yeah. So we hung out with both of them, but Got yeah. It. And they're both out in Vegas. You got to get his number, Tim, and hang out with him. And yeah. his girls. He yeah. is a I got to torn- tell you, that doesn't sound bad. He would hook you up. He's a tornado of just fun. Like, is that just, right? Yeah, blows money, just does whatever he wants. He's perfect for Vegas. A glove blogger, Tom Traven, covers this show, and he says the secret to video poker is to still immediately fold pocket aces pre-flop. That's from glove blogger Tom Traven. Even with you know? Deuces Wild, it's a, it's well, a risk I mean, play. Video poker, I'm not playing against anybody. I'm playing against myself. <laughs> if I had five guys sitting next to me, we were playing against each other, and they had kings and queens and ace ten. There's one of my owls gone. Yeah, fold. <laughs> Good morning. Did Iggy just say he has a bookie, but he drives across straight lines to place bets? And who is the incredible loser meeting in the dark parking lots waiting for a steam engine to pull up next to him to place a quarter bet parlay on LPGA winners and the morning supper special at Sharkle House? Thanks. That's from the Coalition of America's Patchmakers. <laughs> well, There's a coalition. Why don't you get to work? Make it quicker. Uh, I'll answer the question. Uh, I have a bookie for football and baseball bets. He doesn't take prop bets. If I want to make a prop bet on, say, a golfer to finish in the top 20 or, you know, top 10, whatever, then I go over there because I my bookie doesn't take prop bets. Answer your question? Uh, who was Hatch that? Uh, that was the coalition. Uh, Mr. Licks is back and says, I was talking to a poker guy I know who actually did say there are situations where you would want to fold pocket aces pre-flop. That's a very well-sourced Text, uh, I would tell you that if I were on the bubble of the World Series of Poker main event and it was a $10,000 entry, which is what it is, and I had pocket aces and I knew if I folded, I was going to win what is called a min cash, which is usually double your money. I think now it's $8,000 in that range, 80%. Uh, I would absolutely fold pocket aces pre-flop, 100%. So there is indeed a situation I can think of. In a a cash game, there is no situation in which I would fold pocket aces pre-flop. None whatsoever. That does it to each their own. To each their own. I'm not a good poker player. So, so yes, if Mr. Licks is making reference to that, uh, then then God bless America. Oh, yeah, if they pay, and I'm with you there, if they, let's just say they pay the top 4,000 and you're sitting in, it's usually like I guess if there's six thousand people, it's ten percent of the field, so six hundred. And if yeah. you're like, so say you're five eighty, five eighty five, five ninety, and they go hand by hand because they're on the bubble, yeah. and you get. And I mean, I had, I did have that happen in the, like one of the few World Series events I cashed in in Las Vegas. It wasn't pocket aces; it was like pocket tens, and I had like I don't even know three or four big blinds left, and I'm like, God, I've been playing for two and a half days, even though it's only like it's not even like a large amount of money. It was a it wasn't a ten thousand dollar buy-in. I'm like, I just want to get a cash. And so I folded it. It is absolutely not the, quote, right way to play. But if you just want to cash, that's... I remember I, that, that day I talked to Chris Moneymaker. It'll be 20 years since Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker, which wow. created that poker boom here in about a month. I think it just started, didn't it? Um, I don't know. It just usually is right around Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but uh, I remember talking to him as I was heading into the uh, room at the Rio... And I said, how would you handle this situation? I'm super short stacked, but I could cash. He goes, well, do you want to win the tournament or do you want to cash? And I go, he goes, because your strategy is totally different based on 
what your answer to that question is. And he goes, if you just want to cash, fold. He goes, if you want to win, the moment you get anything as good as Queen Jack suited or maybe even Jack 10 suited, you're all in. And that's just the way that it is. And that's the only choice you got. Uh, Guys, I'm trying to picture Iggy's, quote, guy rolling up to the casino for him and saying to the teller, I'd like to bet a buck 50 on the Astros, please. That's from Larry (laughs) Thornton. Well, a buck 50 in gambling terms would be 150. Boom. You throw around that kind of money? No, I said the biggest bet I will make is 100 on a game, but I usually just play parlays just to give me some fun to watch all the games. There have been, in the last month, and I really mean this, and 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 we might not see another one all of 2023, but there have been bets that that did happen to hit, but I would tell you, I would have told you in advance, and I don't know if I texted people. Oh, I did. I absolutely texted about the Tiger bet, the third round of the Masters. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Tiger was only, or the guy who was supposed to, Taylor Moore, who's kind of a random pro. He's certainly not a household name. I'm going, oh, my God, the Tiger, this, this, is, this is free money. And I texted the wizard, and I go, I got I, I really, I don't know what to do here because this is something that I would bet a, a, an irresponsible amount of money on. Tiger Woods is not going to be able to play, and the, the, the odds have been you know, misallocated here. It started off at minus 120, and then it got to minus 150 for the uh, Taylor Moore. Now, the bet didn't wind up counting because Tiger withdrew. Had he not withdrawn, he was on his way to shooting, like, I don't know, something maybe around the 80s. I don't know. He was, I mean, it was a mess because he he couldn't play. He was hurt. And then, as dumb as it sounds, the XFL, both with the Battle Hawks in their final game where they needed to score a bunch of points, and who was the team that they were? Seattle. and you're going, oh my God, because you know these are guys who are you know working nine to fives as soon as the season's over that they're playing and the teams are no good, and the other team gets to the playoffs and they get bonused on it. They're going to do everything they can to run up the score. I'm going, holy crap! And I missed out on it. And those do not happen too often. The rest of the time, run whatever algorithm you want. Even if you get to a 65 percent probability level, you still have 35 percent of not hitting. And uh, certainly, if you do it over a hundred times, you're gonna you're gonna be profitable. But if you're just basing a one bet on sixty five percent probability, you of course have thirty five percent where you're not gonna hit. So when you get those things, that would be the way if you really want to do throw money around. But even then, you know, Taylor Moore could have shot an eighty five if Tiger shot an eighty four. It's not like Taylor yeah. Moore is John Rahm. So you have that, and then you know the XFL. You know, I happen to be right, but maybe the thought process was flawed. I don't know. But in both those cases, the Battle Hawks and Seattle beat the hell out of the team they were playing. Seattle's actually losing, I think, or only up six nothing at the half. Hell, I don't know. I just I stick base basically to DraftKings. I mean, I enjoy that. Did I make any money uh, this weekend? Doug, did Iggy make any money? Yeah, I, cashed, I don't know. I haven't seen the results. He cashed uh, ten bucks, eggs. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thanks to Matt Hughes, who. Matt Hughes shot six under the first round and then shot 78. I have never heard of Matt Hughes. <clears throat> Is that what we've gotten to this point? No, he, just, he just won on the, um, I think it was the opposite field event. Would it have been Puerto Rico, maybe? I have never heard of Mexico, Mexico maybe. Are you sure it's a guy named Matt Hughes, a golfer? It was Matt Hughes. Really? Corn Ferry player? Hey, I'm sorry, Matt Wallace, not Matt Hughes. Yeah. I was going to Mackenzie Well, that's Hughes. different. Matt Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah, and he shot, I think, a six under. He was, like, in fourth place after the first round. Then shot 78, and he's the only guy that missed the cut. I had a first, a fourth, a seventh. Wow. Wow. Adam Long, I think, had top 30. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Good for him. I didn't pay attention to that event uh, at all. Hey, driving the ball 300 yards is cool and impresses your buddies. 
But scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, skull a chip, and three-putt your way to double bogey? While tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour players like world number one John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green. But if you want a golf green that putts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner, Celebrity Greens. Each Clubhouse Turf signature green is unique in design, whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Belle Reve, Clubhouse Turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. Call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner, Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, Best in Golf, and start improving your game today. 314-834-2339 or visit clubhouseturf.com. That's clubhouseturf.com. Tell them you are a TMA Lister, we have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today coming your way here in about 10 minutes. Tickets to the Cardinals and Tigers this Saturday for Ryan Helsley Bobblehead Day. Uh, send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, Buck Swope won yesterday. Jackson, tell me about your pant, boy. That pant is Muggsy. Oh! That's exactly what that pant is. And let me tell you, when I, when I say that these are comfortable pants, I don't mean you just put them on and you're like, oh, these are pretty comfy. No, they're the most comfortable pants on the planet Earth. Your balls will Ugh. feel free. And I can't stress how much importance I put on ball security, but also ball freedom. I want to make uh-huh. sure that I know my balls are going to be comfortable and safe, and that's exactly what you get in a pair of Muggsies. On top of that, they look outstanding. bunch of different kinds of pants, whether it be jeans, chinos, joggers, shorts, swimwear, and then, of course, they got some jackets and flannels, just staples that every guy needs in their closet. I love wearing Muggsy, and you'll love wearing Muggsy as well. So head to Muggsy.com right now and use the promo code TMA for 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns. Again, that promo code is TMA for 10% off your entire order. Free your balls once and for all and experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy. There it is. Mentality, if you are experiencing low energy, low motivation, weight gain, muscle loss, fatigue, feeling tired all the time, anxious, moody, irritable. Well, those can be symptoms of low testosterone. And Mentality is a local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. When you feel like you don't have the energy or drive to keep up with your kids after work, if you can just feel like you did five or ten years ago, well, that's where Mentality can help you out. It's testosterone treatment. Even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies. Mentality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restore their ability to perform normally at all levels. Compete at work and sports like you did years ago with Mentality. Just go to LowTUSA.com. Let them know you are a TMA listener and think about it while you are there sneeze and displeasance uh more from my uh i call him a source but uh, somebody i know who is texting me about this uh, sports gambling situation the upshot is basically this video gaming lobby understands that as long as their machines are tied to sports betting no legislation will get passed they know that they have a small window of time before their machines are regulated and they are trying to extend that as long as possible a substantial source of revenue for the game manufacturers in the store owners uh, who house the machines. 
So let me see, uh, as long as possible. A substantial source of revenue for the game manufacturers is the store owners who house the machines. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that the gas stations make a lot of money yeah. on it, too. Yeah. Oh, indeed. How can, you, how can you pass a law and get them legalized and not regulate it? I don't know. It seems pretty dangerous. Makes it all the more makes it all the more sadder that people are lined up to play uh, to throw their money into these things at the gas stations. They know they have a small window of time before these machines are regulated, and they are trying to extend that period of time as long as possible. A substantial source of revenue for the game manufacturers is the store owners who house the machines, which then, by the way, speaks to the legitimacy of said competition of the video gaming machines you right. know what i mean yeah absolutely like they don't want them re- like if they were if, they, if it was on the up and up they'd be like fine regulated we don't give a damn right it would give See further credence yeah wow oh <laughs> boy that's i feel unwashed in a studio <laughs> full of filth i feel finally unwashed oh. <laughs> now i want to open a gas station and put in some machines Doug, you want to open a gas station today or you want to work on your short game your pick they, they probably make more money on that than they do on the gas i thought we were doing fusion I don't know what. We're oh yeah, doing that's anymore. the way to billions. Yeah, we do need to look into more fusion. So you want to do a gas station or nuclear fusion today? Because the weather's fusion. nice, and I'm thinking about playing. And and we gotta go private with the listeners. We got a lot. Yeah, of, a lot of different streams of yeah. revenue. Speaking of golf, Tim, you just brought up you may play golf. Um, I I like golfers that are nice people, but they're they're big family men. You see the story of Tony Finau after he won. The that next awesome. day, he took his kids out. Not the next day, that night. Oh, that night? Yeah. He was caddying for his kids. Caddying for his kids in a par three. I mean, that's just, that's cool. I love to see that. He's awesome. The full swing thing was really great on him. Gave people a great look into how, like, quality of a human being he is. And he's, like, funny and cool. Big Tony Finau guy. Tony Finau. I think he's won, he's won six Finau. times. I think he's won five of them in the last calendar year. Tony Finau. Where he be now? Hey guys, these slot machines are predetermined outcome machines. It's a total scam. You can see what the next result will be, win or lose, but you have to pay to get the next outcome. They are for the dumbs. That's from yeah. Lake St. Louis Island boy. Yeah, that's probably true. Probably very true. I wouldn't trust any computer game for money. I wouldn't trust any of it. Well, I guess a I lot mean, of people do. I mean, the ones you in, see one guy walk away with money, and it, it brings everybody into the tent. There's lots, there's lots of in uh, Vegas. I mean, they aren't just random. I mean, there's they go a certain period of time before one hits. Uh, we saw that happen with Sam Ace Rothstein. Yeah, Ace is high. But why you got this in the back of the? Get up there in front. It was a big source of consternation. Ultimately, led to his near demise. That was Billy Bob something or other. Billy Bob something or another. I can't think of his last name, but his name was Billy Bob in real life, Billy Bob. And he used to host a uh, an evening horror movie on KPLR. Like Saturday nights, 11 o'clock, the Billy Bob Theater. <laughs> Joe Parisi. <laughs> no, Matt Seebeck. Oh. Somebody looked that up. Vegas, Billy Bob. Somebody. Somebody. Like it's not going to be me. Well, my phone. I have an Android. My phone takes forever to just. uh, I'm looking it up. Billy Bob. It's Billy Bob Theater on KPLR TV. And what is that going to be? Is IMDb? Yeah, he will. He's done movies. He's been in a few movies. Huh. Probably right below Billy Thornton. 
Uh, hey, uh, I just saw this on the Twitter tweets. Uh, Cheryl Crow is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Iggy, how do you feel about that? You are a critic of the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, I agree with that. Learn posted uh, <laughs> the ones that are going in. Who's uh, going in? Well, I don't have it up now. I know that... Um, Looks like Missy Elliott, Kate yeah, Bush. Misdemeanor's in? I saw Misty Misty. I don't know, that's my coat is going in. Um, Rage Against the Machine. Where's a coat that looks like me, that black one. Uh, Kate Bush is going in. Um, George Michael is going in. Does Kate in. Bush go in without Stranger Things? Go. I, I'm not a huge Kate Bush fan, so I don't listen to a lot of her music. George Michael's going in. Willie Nelson's going in. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is going in. And I may be missing somebody. All right. Yeah, so again, it's not really the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, it's, it's the Music it's Hall no of Fame. It's no one. Let us change it. And I, I say this every year, and people tell me, well, just... It's not rock and roll. It's just music. I said, well, change it in a music hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, rappers have their own uh, hall of fame. You don't see Aerosmith going into the rapper's hall of fame. Is there a hip-hop hall of fame? I didn't know that. I think there is. I don't know if there is. Probably located in Ohio. Everything's located. Country music (laughs) hall of fame. You don't see uh, Ozzy Osbourne going into that. No. No, you don't. The Rock and Roll Hall Hall of Fame. It's the... It's the Missouri Athletic Hall of Fame. There is point, a hip-hop right? like, hall. Oh, there, right? Where's the hip-hop hall of fame? Uh, it is in uh, New York, but I don't think it is like has the prestige of what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame provides. No, because you never see their vote every year. Right. Like, I don't know, like, necessarily if people, like, if you get in the hip-hop hall of fame, it's not the same as, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which has now essentially become the Music Hall of Fame, which is fine. No, I just don't like their practices. I mean, it's all... You know, money-making. I mean, that's why Rory Gallagher's not in. Rory Gallagher was never a commercial guy. He didn't care about how many albums he sold. And he sold about Maybe he wasn't good enough. Uh, ah! He sold about 30 million albums, but uh, he didn't have a lot of top tens. He just liked to make his own music for his fans, and they liked him. Uh, but he wasn't a big commercial guy. Um, and plus, I talked to Daniel uh, Gallagher, his nephew that lives in New York, who's going to let me hold the guitar. <laughs> I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. I called oh, him a couple no. weeks. Ago. I called him a couple weeks ago and I asked him. Uh, I said I just got to check. I said, you know, I'm going to check on this every once in a while. And he said, we haven't gotten it back yet. They sent a letter to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who we lent it to three years ago. It was supposed to be a one-year well, uh, sure. deal for them to have it for a year. They've had it for three years. And they won't send it back. Oh. They, had to, they had to get lawyers involved to send get the guitar back. And he said, when it comes back, he says, technically, we don't own it. He said that for some reason Ireland owns it. Ireland. Yep, the Republic. Something to do with uh, you know, property or something like that that it has to go to it has to go back to Ireland. Belfast. Now his dad, Donnell, is trying to buy it and get the rights back so they can have it. But Darnell Gallagher. But he did say if it ever gets back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or somewhere where they're displaying it, I will let you know and you can hold it out of the case. So, and what will you do with it? Will you play it a little bit? No, I will hold it and cry. Why would you cry? He's my favorite guitarist of all time, and I know I am that close to an icon. It's probably the most iconic guitar out there, maybe a Hendrix one. I'm surprised you haven't tried to play the guitar as much as you like it. Nice. Why, why you haven't bought one and maybe taken lessons? A little late for that. It takes a while to learn that thing. I started in uh, 11th grade. I don't know what class it was. Um, it was music class. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but everybody was, we were going to have a, a, um, a session where you can pick what could t- what instrument do you want to play. 
you know, piano. I said, I'd like to play the guitar. Sure. I never did it. I had it, never played it. When you're in 11th grade, you kind of lose interest. I'd love to play the guitar, though. Well, it's not too late. You just sit down in a park and start strumming something, and the girls just flock. Is that the way that it works? I don't know. I don't know that they would. Iggy, I looked up your casino uh, guy, Bob, Billy Bob. I think it's Billy Joe. It's Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob. Um, What's his last name? Well, his real name is John Bloom, but he goes by Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs, that's it. Now, Wikipedia has him dead in 1999, and IMDb oh. has him hosting The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs from 2018 to 2023. What about that? So I don't know if he's doing it from beyond the grave. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe someone has bad information. I didn't hear he died. He's still doing a drive-in thing? Uh, up until this year, apparently. From yeah. beyond the grave. That was yeah. his big thing, movies and drive-in. I think Wikipedia's wrong because it has him listed as seven foot four. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, he's Wayne tall. Man. He's tall in in uh, casino, but he's not, you know, like Yao Ming. Seven four. <laughs> That's pretty noticeable. He'd have been towering over Bobby De Niro. Uh, hey, we got a new sponsor on the program. Heavy Smoke. Chris uh, from Heavy Smoke was in uh, a week or two ago with the uh, Evolve Music Festival fine folks, and uh, Heavy Smoke is a new sponsor here on TMA. Uh, Chris Schaefer uh, is a three-time world championship barbecue winner. Chris competes almost every weekend around the country in the biggest barbecue competitions. I went out to that place in St. Peter's. Uh, it's right at uh, St. Peter's at Cave Springs exit on the outer road. Oh, oh, Bill. Uh, my goodness. It is good. Oh, Bill. brisket. Oh, Bill. Was it a brisket? Um yeah, what do they put it in? It's almost like an egg roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was an egg roll, actually. You're right. It was the Philly egg roll. Like oh, was, yeah, with the brisket. Amazing. Yeah, that, that's one of his signature dishes there. Heavy Smoke uh, is perfect for catering. Uh, Chris's uh, barbecue, the most succulent, slow-cooked, perfect party in your mouth you have ever experienced. Homemade sides. He is a barbecue genius. Uh, the catering would be perfect for an event. Uh, go to Heavy Smoke bbq.com great to have heavy smoke on board here on tma oh my goodness doug it is a treat chris schaefer heavy smoke uh and that is in st peter's right off of two uh right off 70 in st peter's oh. the cave springs exit on the outer road heavy smoke our uh, new jeweler sponsor is glenn betts jewelers in business in st louis since 1941 and operated by the third and fourth generation of the betts family the Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. Just go to glennbettsjewelers.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z, jewelers.com. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to the generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers uh, online at glennbettsjewelers.com. Any news and notes to tend to before we go to our design, air, heating, and cooling uh, email of the day? Buck Swope winning our first competition uh, yesterday. We did not have it on May because we had on, on May 1st because of the Kelly Chase interview, which for real, if you have not listened to, uh, that is a, a rare time where I would say make sure you go back and listen to it. What a tribute to Big Irish Mike Shannon, just like the Stiefel patches. 
No, I, I'm positive. I think we're good. But uh, TMA Day at the ballpark. Sign up. TMASTL.com. June 14th. going to be a great day. Doug Dalt Cardinals will be in the middle of a 30-10 and 10 stretch. That's what's going to be going on by the time we have TMA Day at the ballpark. Well, they better. They're going to have to do that to, just to get back in it. Yeah. You're really right. Ten Maybe not quite that extreme, but... Yeah. I think we'll be hip deep in the turnaround by that time. How do so. you do? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, What's been the be reaction warm. so far to the TMA at the ballpark? A lot of people signed up for that? Uh, that's uh, privy uh, to Jesse Kioski. Do you have that information, Jackson? I do not, no. Uh, well, let's check. I mean, it's $30. Even if the team sucks, it's $30 and you get field box tickets. I think I'm going to go tonight because I want my Shohei. son to be able to see Shohei Otani pitch, even though I know he has no idea. Oh, I was showing him pictures of him and Newt Bar messing around in the outfield yesterday before the game. On the off chance he cares. Did you do that, Doug? Did you think through that stuff? Well, you probably couldn't because you were working at night all the time to take John. Yeah, I worked going. a lot of nights. Uh, didn't do it too much, no. Yeah. When we were in uh, Seattle, we made sure we saw a game that uh, where the Angels were out in Seattle so ah. we could see Mike Trout at least one time in yeah. person. So that's what I'm thinking. It's kind of getting into baseball, so I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I'll go down there. Stay. It used to be you stay until 8 o'clock for a 6.45 game. You might be in the fourth inning. I might be able to see like six innings. Yeah, oh, especially with this offense. <laughs> yeah. You may be able to finish the game yeah. in hour 45. With, with, with Shelly on the mound. It'd be a nice night for it. Is it a nice? It may not nice? be any hits this evening. It might yes. not be any hits. But yeah, if it's a no-hitter, I'm, I'm put to the test. i got to stay there. Uh-huh. How about that? So I'm thinking about it. Uh, I think we're on the perfect game watch as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our designer heating and cooling email of the day. And Young. Yeah, so Boots is 100% being catfished by this Roy Gabblegar guitar guy, right? They probably planned to give up, up months ago, but after hearing Old Man Wrinkles talk for the umpteenth time about how he's going to weep when he touches them sweet chords, the catfisher decided to keep it going out of sympathy. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin, yeah. a.k.a. ASMR Taylor 43. No promo code today. I'm on a deadline. But be sure to tickle that subscribe button, and I'll send Doug a picture of my butt. Brian Henshin. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I Brian Henshin. I had him on my Henshin. podcast. I know he's you know, whatever that podcast is. Straight to the web. Right. Tim's page. <laughs> Went somewhere. Tim's page. <laughs> Look at my podcast, Tim's page. Be great. (laughs) Probiotic gummies. That's the name of my game. But this email isn't about gut health because these Redbirds are in a heap of trouble. Should have gotten a big bat and a big arm. It's foolish to think players are going to be as good as last year. Time catches up with everybody. It's physically impossible to keep bidding better and better. Nobody's ever done it. You know what? I take that back. Two words, Tim and McKernan. You couldn't listen to today's show and not realize he just gets better and better. Throwing the fact he shot in the 70s and 100-plus mile-per-hour wins. (laughs) What are you hitting? I'm hitting the microphone. I don't have a goal. (laughs) 100-plus mile-per-hour wins, and you realize he's just at a different level. 9.19 a.m. Learn was born there. Fish and Brussels Brussels sprouts. What the actual hell was that even about? (laughs) But this email is about love. Don't make me tell you why email in, Doug. I won't make it harder for you. I won't get in your way. I'll just be here. You don't owe me a thing. And you won't owe me anything when email the month is over. When that happens, just tell me to go. And I'll go. No, you won't even have to tell me. I'll know by then. And I'll just go. Is that fair, Doug? You don't have to answer me now if you don't want to. But damn it, just say something. That's from Chase Cox. Okay. <laughs> Chase, Chase Cox. Cox. I believe he says it. Cox. It's so good to see Iggy back in the fold. I speak for everyone. 
when I say the show was just not the same without him and he was sorely missed. Things are looking up for you guys. The whole dais is on the air and maybe, just maybe, you'll all be in the same room again soon. And how about those new studio walls? You guys are actually looking like a real operation. Nope, wait a minute. This just came across my desk. Things were on track for a regular run-of-the-mill show for a grand total of about three minutes this morning until you started experiencing some audio feedback that derailed the show like normal. You know how some big factories have a little running clock that says something like 568 days since our last accident? You guys should have that sign in your new studio, but it should say zero days since our last audio slash technical issue or something like zero days since our last private sound story was broadcast over the air. (laughs) (laughs) Just put it up over there. Maybe you could have another one that says 344 days since the Dallas Buyers Club lookalike played even one single relevant drop. I'm just spitballing here. Lastly, when did Jackson turn into a dictator? Why does he get to unilaterally decide who the Lister of the Month should be? Why isn't the best email and funniest texter allowed to be the Lister of the Month? Because he didn't ask nicely. The guy who created more show content in April then Iggy isn't allowed to be the Lister of the Month because his paperwork is in order? Yes. <laughs> what do you want him to beg? Is that what you want? I see what's going on here. This is all some sort of power trip from the guy who stretches on the driving range for an uncomfortable amount of time. Look, we get it. You work out, guy. Meanwhile, the March Lister of the Month contributed one single phone call rehashing his old... This ball club sucks and his manager sucks too routine. And he gets oh. the tequila hoodie. It was April. <laughs> it's not about the prize sweatshirt and it's not about the booze. It's about the principle here, guys. It's about integrity. It's about recognizing greatness and saying, I hate you, Dragon Slayer. I despise you because you repeatedly run laps around even my most clever email submissions. I hate your guts, but damn it, do I respect you. That's what this is about. Now, do the right thing. Strip Chairman Steve of his title and place the crown upon the head of the Dragon Slayer before I have to come down to your tiny cardboard box of a studio, tear down the steel wool carpet that's hidden beneath your fancy wallpaper, and wrap it around your microphone so I can't hear Plowsy aggressively fiddle with his candy wrappers. <laughs> Tired of it! It's from the janitor oh. that sneaks into your studio overnight to mess with the audio levels. Janitor who sneaks into the studio at night to mess with the audio levels. He's new! The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. The second greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing his co-workers he was out on extended sabbatical recovering from a freak shower injury when in fact he was really at work warming up fish and scattering it all over the hallway floor. I hear whistles. So in the four weeks since moving into the windowless janitor closet next to the bathroom, we've had issues with the webcams, with Doug looking like he was experiencing severe jaundice, and Plowsy's odd camera angle where you could only see the top half of his face like he was Wilson peeking over the fence on Home Improvement. (laughs) Then we've had a long list of audio issues with the microphones not working, the YouTube levels being too low, New sound insulation, which made it sound less like a dungeon, made it look like you were in a dungeon. And now we got the TMA logo wrap re-added, but for some reason the show is just playing over itself at low volume with a slight delay. And the only thing we can think to do about it is mute Doug's naughty Monte Carlo camboy feed. <laughs> oh, and we accidentally broadcast over the TMA all day skeleton all within the last four weeks. 
Today, we're going to be holding a press conference, not to address all the problems, but to address that I am now a registered lobbyist, and I'm going to get this legalized gambling bill passed. Or at least I'll shout out attractive bartenders from across the sports park, from across the river, and Joe Parisi. Thanks. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with and, a nice little email. And finally, after news hit the wire this morning that a local HD2 program out of St. Louis bravely challenged Big Patch on the time it takes for them to stitch patches on shirts. As reported by one of your part-time producers who dug into the greasy corners of local journalism on his four-day vacation to uncover the unsavory truth about patchmaking during an unconfirmed Q&A held by Derek Gould on either Twitter or Facebook regarding the patchmaking process, I mobilized our team of investigative journalists and uncovered an internal memo, a memo, 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 allegedly sent from within the ranks at America's Coalition of Patchmakers, Stitchers, and Sewers. Afternoon, ladies. Most of you know why you're here. You know its secret longings draw you week after week to this bright and tastefully appointed place far from the prying eyes of the St. Louis sports media that will not allow us ample time to sew patches on their shirts during a midweek series loss to the worst team in the league. Instead of worrying about why their city pretends to have convinced themselves that a couple minor league teams will be their saving grace from national ridicule and being relegated from a state to a township, they've decided to pick a fight with us patchmakers. So fight we will. Many of you are hardcore veterans of the patchmaking society, old school regulars of our little group that meets twice a month here in this church basement. You are loyal and trusted members of this sisterhood. Your furrowed brows are intent upon patchmaking and the lust for bare-knuckled hand-stitching action pumps through your veins. You know fell well what long-repressed urges find their release in the patchmaking way. Well, the blowhards of St. Louis local sports journalism are apparently tweeting about our profession. An HD2 podcast with semi-regular hosts are questioning our sales cycle. So let's remember why we clock in and do what we do. If local media can take 14 months to slap some wallpaper on their podcast walls and take seven months to release a recap of a golf video that lost steam after everyone had forgotten about the match, then we will follow suit and take as much damn time as we please to sew our patches on the XXL Bow Hart jerseys. Additionally, all oversized polo and nautica patches should be finished by 5 p.m. today. The local bargain barn off Lee May has a guy who shows up once a month in an adorable little old man bugle boy school uniform who okay. buys them all. And That's too long. <laughs> it is drowning on. That's it's from a, a local newsman, Doug. And that's what we have from the designer newsman. heating and cooling email of the day. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, little lady. Show me what you got, short air. The one I preferred, Tim, was the janitor who sneaks into the studio to mess with the audio levels. He gets my vote, the janitor. I like that one until Swope came up. And when you can uh, you can mention home improvement and Wilson peeking over the fence, I like that. So Swope. I thought it was the janitor, and I thought it was Swope today. I think it was the janitor, actually. The janitor has won oh, the designer heating and cooling email of the day. But Jackson and I have won the most because we go down the hallway and get our asses handed to us. Lynn Worthy of the Post-Dispatch, Post-Dispatch baseball writer, is going to join us coming up at 10.15. Plus, we will have Steve's mic drop coming up as well. That's on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Time for us to shut it down for the Plowhawk. For Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.